I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This sounds really echoey for whatever reason. So last week we wrapped up Uncle Joe, talking to Uncle Joe. Yes. And you've listened back to the two episodes. Oh, I listened several times. Oh, yeah? Before (laughs) I cut you off? Yes. What were your thoughts about it? Well, there's a lot of things that surprised me. First and foremost, as much as I thought he was way too young to remember some of the stuff that happened with the neighbor, Mm -hmm. that was a lot more than what I thought. But the fact that he remembered the bags, it's... Draining, drain bags or whatever uh she had. uh Do you know what kind of type of cancer it was? I don't quite remember. And I tried to look up some information and it doesn't give a whole lot. But I do know that that was why because I made a big deal out of it when I was there just mm. making sure checking it so he saw him because he I was checking them and not that I did a whole lot I didn't do much of anything but yeah for me it was a big deal to try to help her and not realizing what kind of an impact that was going to have on him because I thought you guys were way too small. Well, I was. Really, <laughs> no, I don't were, remember any of tiny. it. Mm-hmm. You must have been maybe two or three mm-hmm. if anything. Maybe even younger than that. But for me, just because of his age and because he's a boy, I just didn't think he was going to pay attention Mm. because he's also like me, ADD. It doesn't take much to just go someplace else. And I really thought he was busy, you know, playing with the boys. And so, yeah, it did hurt my heart a little bit to hear how he was impacted. But he has the same idea that I do. The word cancer means death. And I yeah. saw that he had a hard time even saying the word death. Mm. He kept just saying the worst negative mm. word. It, uh, it has a negative connotation. or mm. so. I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for him to say cancer means death, and he never said it. Mm. Cancer doesn't always mean death. It doesn't. It doesn't. But back in the day, that's all it meant. Oh. And for him... That's why he has that connotation is because he knew her. And because I knew her, that's my personal experience, I guess, because mm-hmm. that's the closest I got. I didn't have anybody except for when my my mom and then an aunt that passed away, too, from cancer. But she lived in Mexico, so mm-hmm. I didn't really get to see her deteriorate. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that at all. So I didn't you, even see my mom deteriorate, to be honest with you. Yeah. So you saw this lady deteriorate. Oh, she went fast. It did Well, I say fast, but I even say with the baby, it went fast. And it was three and a half years. But I just feel like it went like, you know, yeah. with a snap of a finger. It was like, what do you mean it's almost six months? You know how he was saying he was counting down the months? Yeah. I don't remember that that's what I did. But I do remember when she passed, I thought, you know, they almost called it exactly, exactly six months. Yeah, five. she passed in May and we got the six months on Christmas Eve. So it was toward the end of May. They almost got it exactly right. Yeah. I almost feel now like they said six. That was only five. We needed to keep yeah. going. But they were yeah. just so close. I don't know how they get there where they, they can actually. Yeah. Because they didn't really, I don't know if you remember, they didn't even want to give us a timeline. No, that's why we were so pushing. Like we were so aggressive with them because I felt like they kept trying to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted 
a definite, like give us something we can work with. And mm-hmm. so we kind of forced it out of them, but they gave us this is six months. Yeah. And they were, we were pretty pushy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know he said something about like, I don't even remember who said it about the, wow, we, we know we, that's what we have and we need to try to make the best of it for her. That was me. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> when the baby was diagnosed, did the neighbor come into play at all? No. No. So mm-hmm. you didn't think about that. I didn't think, maybe I should word it like that. I didn't think about her, like personally, what I thought was that disease. So as soon as she got the diagnosis, I thought, this is death. Because when who got the diagnosis? The baby. Okay. So this is a death sentence is what I thought. Mm. The more research that we did and the fact that the surgeon actually, the you know, even though we were mad at how he spoke with us, it gave me hope that from the time that our neighbor happened to now, maybe science has progressed enough that maybe it is not a yeah. death sentence yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I did have a hard time. With the pre-grief, I had a hard time because I know for a fact I was having the funeral before the funeral and I just had a hard time with it. But even though listening to everything, there were days that I just thought they're wrong. They're wrong. I mean, and this just goes to my lack of knowledge and expertise in all things cancer, but there are kids that survive cancer. There are. And there are people that in general that survive cancer. So for us to immediately say death sentence or to you for you to immediately go death sentence is it because the people that are around you that had cancer all of them didn't make it yes Mm. and so I didn't have anybody super close except for the neighbor and again Mm. she's not a relative but she was close yeah she was closer more I want to say Joe felt like it was closer because he I mean he was either at their house or they were at my house and it wasn't like the whole family was there. Yeah. It was just basically him because he, you know, I'm not going to let the, I'm not going to let your sister go down there with all those boys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But he, I mean, I could watch him from my house. I could see outside their yard and from, you know, their house. If I ever went to just see, you know, how she was doing, I could see in our yard. Yeah. You know? So yeah. It, it was just very convenient, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have somebody that was more than anything that had children the same age that yeah, I did. Yeah. So, because I think the youngest was just a little bit older than you. And then the one was just a little bit younger than your brother because your sister remembers him being like about her age. But I think he was in the middle of your sister and your brother. Mm. And then the teenage boy, awesome, awesome child and teenager. He wasn't, I didn't see like a problematic teenager. I saw a, Teenager that was worried about his brothers. So mm-hmm. not so much the sister, but I don't know that you can do that as a teenager, relate to the opposite, you know? He, he, it was just easy for him to, you know, kick the ball around, throw the ball around, or, you know, wrestle with the boys. You can't do that with the girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so was there anything that Joe said that surprised you? Anything else that Joe said that surprised you? Right now, I can't think of it. I think that was the major one, what mm-hmm. kind of an impact that was. So what surprised mm-hmm. me about... There's a couple things that Joe said that surprised me. One of them being his breakdown. I he's like, how can you not break down? I only imagined that he did at some point, but until it came out of his mouth, it, like I didn't want to hear it, you know, because it's you're hearing about somebody's sort of break point, and they're like the heavy, the 
sad, the depression, right? Like that it all hits you at once like that. That's what I when I had mentioned at the beginning, I'm afraid of what I might hear. I was afraid to hear that. I was afraid to hear that because we never saw it in him. Never saw it. He was always around. He was always, like he said, trying to be positive for everybody. And and maybe partly why I didn't want to talk about it either, because that's painful to hear. You know, you don't want to hear about somebody you love that is really down and out, you know, that really got that kick in the nuts, like he said, just like you don't want to see that on somebody. You don't want to hear about it. So that surprised me kind of just uh, just to hear about it. Not that it happened, because like you said, how could you not break down? But the other thing that was really surprising was his take on mediums. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part, too. Um, Again, I'm not that surprised because I know where I was then. Sure. I'm like in my 20s raising this baby and I'm still into what I believe is the truth that this is all made up stuff. Yeah. So the way I saw it, it was a way for people to make money. Sure. I mean, easy way to make. I remember as kids, like watching the television all the time and there'd be like, call this number for Mm -hmm. psychic Cleo or something. I remember Cleo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Psychic Cleo. I think so. What was it? Is it psychic? It was something like, yeah. But Call this Cleo. number and talk it to Miss Cleo, Ms. Cleo yeah. or something. I do remember that. So, yeah, I 100% feel like there's a stigma with mediums and psychic mediums. But to know that he was so strongly the Post, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think he his connotation with it was evil. Yeah. And, Satanism. <laughs> and Satanism, I know. And I thought, you know what? My gosh, that that's, again, I know that that was my fault, but that's how they taught us is like yeah. that goes to the bad side. You can't believe in that. Yeah. And again, I feel like that was taught because there was too many people that were being taken advantage yeah. of. Yeah, people yeah. were just throwing away their money. And yeah. still to this day, I think there are people that do that. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I have to throw this in there. If there is somebody that you listen to that you as a medium and starts giving you negative stuff, you need to run. <laughs> just leave leave your money, whatever you paid, and just run. Never go see them again because that is not what they're supposed to be doing. They are supposed to be affirming anything positive to make you or to help you keep moving. Mm. That's the whole process of seeing this medium when you have a child that passes away to let to allow you to keep moving or to give you some kind of a like I don't know how to explain it but after I heard from the baby I just felt like like it's okay like mm-hmm. she's okay mm-hmm. I think your sister had mentioned something like that too how do we know that she's okay yeah how and this she, just gives you a glimpse into yes. into that yeah and so when she dreams like when she was telling us the dream about the hospital where the worker was had all this artwork and she was in a hospital room where you could see the sunset or the view was beautiful. Oh, uh-huh, that one. Uh-huh. When she shared that, it was like, oh, my gosh, that also brought that to me. But yeah. hearing also words that she would have used or it's just it's amazing to me. There's a, there's something out there. We can't explain it. I can't explain religion either, but no. I'm more favoring of like these the things in the universe that just like it's hard to deny, like right. Joe said, there's some things it's really difficult yes. to deny, but I'm still like apprehensive about yeah. completely believing. Right. So I I mean, there are tons of things that happen constantly where I'm it's like, this is so strange. I can't explain this. Right. So for me, when he had brought that up, that he was so strongly 
or he felt so strongly about it. I, I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't realize, but I, I don't know if we shared a ton about it with him either that we went to see him. No. So it might've been the first time that he had heard <laughs> yeah. a couple of these things. Might be the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's hearing it. Exposing all our secrets yeah. in life. But do you remember the, yeah. the first time that I got read, there was a lot of messages in it that I didn't really understand. And mm-hmm. when I told you something, you said, but mom, you remember this? Mm-hmm. One of them that I totally, it just went over my head because my, my mother had a message and she said something about fixing a nail. Oh, uh huh. So before she was buried, we went to the funeral uh-huh, home. Uh-huh. My sister was putting on makeup and cut her hair uh-huh. and she had a nail that was broken. And I had totally forgot about that. Oh, totally forgot about that. Oh. And once, cause when she said it, she said, she's saying, you know, something about fix your nail uh-huh. and I'm going to fix my nail. My nails, I just got a mad and carried. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? My nails not broken. And yeah. you go, mom, do you remember we fixed her nail? I'm yeah. Like, we did do her nails. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wish I would have remembered. Cause I don't know. What you're supposed to do sometimes, I guess, is let the medium know that they're on the right track. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't no. know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fix a nail. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're going to the wrong nail lady. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was surprising for me to hear. I'm actually really glad that the kids are going to therapy. I didn't know about that either. So I'm, I mean... It's always great for kids to have some exposure to the best self they can be because, you know, this world is so inundated with mental health issues that if this is helpful for them, that if it's providing value to them, I'm 100% like supportive. Like I'm so happy to hear that because you don't, you know, sometimes the mental health aspect comes when it's too late. They're already exposing them to it and it's, it's helping them because it is trauma that they experience losing their cousin then... You know, if it's even that's one aspect of what they're going through, I want to make sure they're talking about it. Right. They know that I'm there to talk to. But if, yes. you know, I'm not a professional, I'd rather them see a professional to get the best care they can if they are going through some tough times. So that was surprising. But also, I'm really glad to hear that. Yes, because I know that sometimes they don't even know why they're so angry. I know why yeah. I'm so angry. Yeah. It, it crushed. It turned my faith just. Yeah rumbled yeah because i really had this belief that my god can move mountains with faith Mm. and i just thought mountains cancer let's do it yeah and it just didn't happen the way i wanted it to happen yeah but it's the same thing that when they tell you you can't wish for like a million bucks why not i I wish for it all the time but it doesn't get into the universe make it happen (laughs) what is it a vision board yeah. Some of that shit comes true. I've heard we should that just put too, the winning the lottery to... on there, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's the whole thing is like, do you set yourself a disappointment when yeah. you do that, though? Yeah. You know? Maybe. So, and I think it works for something like that if you decide, you know what? What I really want to do is get into, I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor or you want to be a politician. These are the steps you have to take. This is the way you're going to see yourself. And mm-hmm. then you go, okay, I have to take these steps to get here. Yeah. The vision board, including like cure for cancer or a million bucks, is just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I can still add it. Yeah. Somebody one day. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I'll live long enough to see that. Yeah. If not, I'm going to give you the, when I'm gone, I'm going to give you the 
flickering lights. And yeah, the... I'm going to tell you, this is how to do it. Make sure that they, you know, Morse use code. it. Yeah. <laughs> use this, you know. But yeah, so, but my brother coming on and providing his perspective was so important to do. And again, thanks Granny Rhea for the idea. And it really forced a conversation with my brother about it in the best way possible. Like, and it, yeah. it's something that I, I can't say I was intentionally avoiding, but it wasn't something that I was expecting him to open up about. So, you know, on his time, I don't, again, I don't want to force a conversation on him, but on his time, I was thinking maybe one day he would talk about it, but having this opportunity to do it here and to have it be real raw. First time I'm even hearing it was like a gift. I feel like, like she just helped me to break that barrier, you know? I think that was good. But to be honest with you, from the beginning, I thought he was going to be a part of the podcast, you know, come in here and sound. I didn't think he'd say yes. So I guess that's, (laughs) that's the part that I wasn't sure if he would say yes. Just like, I think, it would be good to get my husband on to get, you know, other male perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was great. I, I'm so glad again that he did that. We briefly talked about May. So we're wrapping up sort of our May festivities. That's hard to say. Festivities because we had graduations. We had Mother's Day. So we did uh, Mother's Day. There's a restaurant that the baby loved to go to all the time. It was like a Japanese teppanyaki place. And that place closed down because of COVID, I think. And so we went to a restaurant very similar, another Japanese teppanyaki place. And it was me, my brother, my sister, mom, and her husband, Steve. And we just had a good time. We just, we had some food. Didn't talk much about Mother's Day. Everybody got flowers. But it is hard to give my sister flowers on Mother's Day because I'm afraid of if that might trigger something for her, but I don't not want to do it because she's still a mother regardless. Right. Right. So it is a little tense. I think sometimes or or just like you're tiptoeing around it a little bit. I'm trying to be sensitive about it, but she's, she will always be a mother no matter what, Yes. but it's, it's definitely, you know, hard for me to recognize that in, in the moment because I know how hard the day probably is for her. Yes. So I know I have a different take. Okay. As a grandmother, she mm-hmm. gave me grandchildren. So just like I do with uh, Joe's wife, I celebrate the fact that they made me a grandmother. Yeah. So I still do that. I yeah, still, of course. Yeah. We so, would do it always. It's just. It is. It's different. It's a layer of emotions that it's you have to work through. So I think in the beginning I did. But then afterwards, I. Not so much. Not it's so still, much. It's still hard for year, me. Yeah. Even this year, I, I didn't even think twice. Yeah. Or in the beginning, I think maybe the first year I thought, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah. The second year was a little bit harder, I think, yeah. for me because I was just like, this is this is awful. Yeah. But then after that, I just like, yeah. Once I worked through the first two years, then I think it was like, no, she's okay. a mother. She made me, a, you know. Yeah, of course. A grandmother. Course. But it's just, it's not knowing what to say. Not it's You true. know, it's still Happy Mother's Day. It you is. 100% say Happy Mother's Day. Yes. But it's almost like you don't want to not say it because then you're like excluding the baby from the day when you're what you're trying to do is include the baby on the day. And then it's also like, but is that a reminder? Is that a trigger? Right. So and I realize that as far as like triggering her and you don't want to trigger her. But that girl, anytime she could, she would pick a flower and give it to her mom. Yeah. And she would hide it or she (laughs) would give it to me to hide it. 
And then at the very end, she wanted to give it to her mom. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that girl was always trying yeah. to do something for her mom. And I'm sure Jess misses all of that. Because yeah. She and was, she's a girly girl and she yeah. loved her mom. Yeah. So what's even more interesting about that is that Jess made a compilation video for mom for Mother's Day of all of us kids and the family. Yeah. Pictures of the family together and put there's a song by Megan Trainer. And it's an upbeat, just awesome song, but you don't know this. She started this like a couple months ago, asking us to get photos to put together for that See, little video. I, and, and I appreciate that. She yeah. Asked, she kept asking me, what do you want? And I'm like, yeah, as old as I am, I, I, there's nothing that I need. Just <clears throat> yeah. give me pictures. Give me. Yeah. And then she did this. This is way more than what I asked for. But, yeah. and it was memories of me growing up and yeah. it's like oh my gosh but what was really cool about that too is the day of or whenever she put it together she wanted to give it to you at the restaurant but she asked me is this going to trigger me because She's compilation videos yeah. trigger the fuck out of me mm-hmm. and this and this is a topic I'd like to go into about triggers and I'll kind of give you a background but the fact that she was still thinking about me and Worrying about my mental health on that day is like, why are we're supposed to be worried about you? You right. know, like, so the fact that she she said that caught me off guard a little bit. But I just said, thank you for remembering, because those things do trigger me. But it did, it wasn't that bad. There were a couple photos of the baby in there and those were triggering, but it wasn't it wasn't so bad. So the fact that she remembered, though, and she checked in before she just sent it was much appreciated. Mm-hmm. So Mother's Day was good overall. We just had lunch and then we're working on building up to Disney Day, which was two days ago. Uh-huh. That, I look forward to it. I was looking that was, forward to it the whole so, time. So thank you for saying that because typically the, this date is not something we look forward to because it's we're emotional wrecks, right? Like it's it's a reminder. It's all this negativity behind it. Suffering, right? Emotions. And I think that because we were doing something to celebrate, like to remember her at the park, something to look forward to helped me get through the day without all the negativity. Yes. It was our introduction back to Disney because yeah. that's the first time since COVID that we've yeah. been able to get back there. Yeah. So for it to be that plus the baby's day, yeah. the angel anniversary is what some people call it. It's still one of those things that like... It was so important to get back. It's even though you have to wear a mask, it was a little form of normalcy. If, yeah, if, if it was my that, happy place. Yes. It's my happy place. And and it really is that. And it's not like a gimmick, the happy place. It really is like she loved going there and we would go there all the time just to spend time with her and make her happy yes. and, you know, celebrate just the day with her because mm-hmm. some a lot of the times it was she was sick during that time and it was a way to, for her to escape treatments and uh, hospital stays and whatnot. Right. So, um, so looking, we looked forward to that day and I can honestly say that I only had one real trigger before that date. So May in general, I, there's this like cloud that sits over this time frame, and there was only one time this month so far that I, that it really, I had a trigger unexpectedly, and that was when I was trying to get some C's candy at the mall, and there is a glitz and glamour dress shop right next door. And I recall that when the baby had passed and we were prepping for her send-off, 
we were looking for her final outfit. And we had shopped a mall, not this particular mall, but a mall, hours trying to find her a dress. And I remember thinking in my head that there was this glitz and glam shop at the mall by where I live, and I could get something there if we didn't find anything. So as I'm standing in line for C's Candy, I'm also standing right next to that dress shop. Mm-hmm. And that without even being in that shop or even shopping in there and finding a dress in there, we didn't even buy it from that place. But seeing that shop, knowing that that was going to potentially be a backup place for us to buy her last outfit triggered me. And I looked at my husband and he can see it on my face, even through the mask. And he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? Are you, is it a trigger? What what happened? You know, <laughs> and so. I had to talk it through with him and I was like, this is potentially where we might have found her last outfit. But it's so weird because we didn't even shop in there. But it's just the thought of it was a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. I think I texted you right away and I was like, Mom, (laughs) help. But typically around this time frame, though, I I get a lot more. And this year I didn't. And I think it was because we had something to look forward to. Yeah. And so do we want to talk about that day? Sure. Let's do it. First, I just wanted to say I'm doing a lot better, but May the 1st, to me, that was just a trigger, period, Mm. period, period. Yeah. So, yes, having that day to look forward to was just phenomenal for me. And I think if we... And that's weird to say that we looked forward to that day. I know. So we got up pretty early. Your sister had to take a test that morning. Mm -hmm. So we had plans of... I mean, there was some kind of secret way that you could, would be able to park and yeah, so we can get there. That didn't work out like yeah. we're supposed to. <laughs> so, yeah. And then getting in line, I think you were the first one in line. And you said, okay, this is where I went. This is how we got there. And they opened up the parking at a certain time. Yeah. And I thought we weren't going to make it. Yeah. Time. And it wasn't yeah. too bad. It was normal Disney yeah. crowd, right? It was Just the parking. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because once you got in, it seemed like, yeah, this yeah. isn't that bad. But on my drive in, I had, I was driving, um, I was still by my house, hadn't even hit the freeway yet. And I look up and on one of the signs is a 23 sticker and I'll post a picture of that. But that was like, that's what started my day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, right. cause I had talked to her in the morning, her meaning the baby. And I was like, all right, mama, say hi to us today. We're going to be at Disney. Give us all the little signs so we can know you're with us. Right. And as I left my house, one of the first things I saw was that 23 on that sign. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, sister, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, gotcha. You know, I see you. Thank you so much for it. And kept it moving. Right. So I took a picture and I sent it to everybody. Like I said, I'll post it on on social media. And then we get there and we park and you guys had coincidentally parked right next to me and I didn't even know it. Right. But then you guys ended up further down the parking structure. Uh-huh. And you were like, come meet us. We're in this area. Okay. So as I'm walking over there, there's a penny on the floor, heads up. And you go, see a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, let's hope this is help us get on the ride and help us, you know, not have to stay in any lines and everything yeah, just we works already, out for us. We were already in the wrong track because we tried to get onto that ride and it didn't work. Yeah. Right? So we try to get into the rise of the resistance queue at seven o'clock in the morning. There are two opportunities for you to get into the queue, one at seven o'clock and then one at noon. And so I was at home at seven o'clock trying to get in and I missed it. It was so fast. Couldn't even get they in. Said it was it's within seconds. milliseconds. Yes. Yeah. For they said sure. Seconds and it's full. Up. Yeah. yeah. So I missed that. But then saw the 23 and then as I'm walking and I see this penny and I pick it up I look at the year 
and it's the year the baby was born. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mom, you're not going to believe this. Mm -hmm. You're out. (laughs) What year does it say? I'm not, I can't even read. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have glasses. <laughs> but check this out. And I showed her and she's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, no, this is crazy. And so I gave it to my sister and I told her the same story. And so she has it. So that sort of kicked off the day. And then we didn't have reservations for breakfast, but then we ended up getting in right away at one of the restaurants. That, that was, okay. yeah, that worked out pretty good. And then we just had, we just spent a day doing things that we we and she loved to do mm-hmm. you know we we went on a couple of rides we got to go into the back entrance of haunted mansion That's which so we didn't know so even existed right because steve says oh i read an article so he asks and they say oh it doesn't happen just because you ask oh. it's random oh. and then they go go ahead you want to go yeah <laughs> yeah like and that. we got to go down basically and cut the line and i don't know how or why they know. let us do that I but know, no i think it just worked out but we got to show Jess the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Because um, even though we didn't make it for the first queue, yeah. we started reading on how to get in. And, I mean, you literally have to give yourself... There's a strategy. So for the afternoon one, it was 12 o'clock you had to start yeah, you know, yeah. trying to get into the queue. In the morning at 7, it's 7 in the morning. And... So we were right there, 11.58, Yeah, we were stressing out. Yeah. My heart's pounding. Oh, my gosh. I think it... Jess hadn't been there before. We wanted to make sure that yeah. she got to experience that because I don't know when she's going to go back again or when we'll have annual passes again to go back. But yeah. it was the one day that we wanted things to work for her, and they did. So we, did. we got in. We were able to get in the queue and got um, her in to see the Rise of the Resistance ride. But then she also we also got to ride the Smuggler's Run. Uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Um, That one was fun, too. But yeah, overall, the day we got to eat our faces off. So tired. We walked like eight miles around that park, just back and forth. Yeah, everything. And she left pooped. She left just, we all left just like so tired. But it was a good tired. It was a great tired, but it was, we were so busy. I don't feel like we had time to really sink into the negative part of grief like we were no. enjoying ourselves so much that even, even when we got into the aerial ride yeah because we steve and i talked about her yeah right so we talked about how the princesses were so important to her yeah but it's still it was okay we were so we were so tired by that point yeah not that it, anything's okay but it just didn't i didn't start crying yeah, I I mean there was there was only one thing that kind of got me choked up. So I don't want to talk about it because it's I almost feel like I'm gloating. I don't want to gloat. But that was right when we were going walking to go to the aerial. Right yeah, too, huh? yeah, yeah. No, that was awesome. It really was awesome. So what Jack decided to do is buy a balloon, and as soon as I saw her going to the balloon person, I thought, oh no, <laughs> oh no, this is gonna trigger. You, this is going to trigger me. This I won't do it anymore if it triggers sister. you. No, it didn't. Okay. I was afraid of what it was going to do okay. to you. Okay. So and I saw that you did okay. So. so I will share sort of, I've shared before that this is sort of the philosophy I have is that it's part of my healing where I will still buy the things I would normally buy the baby, but instead of donating it or sending it somewhere, I'll just gift it to another little girl at the park that would enjoy it. And back in the day when I could, I would bring the baby sprinkles, sprinkles, cupcakes. There's a store in downtown Disney and I would just grab some. Or when I was working in downtown L.A., um, they had a store there, too. And I could just pick some up on my way to go see you when I would visit every other week. But I still felt the need 
to do it. And so sometimes I would buy cupcakes and just say to the clerk, like, just give this to the next family, but you know, just say somebody gifted it to them, but it was in lieu of giving it to the baby. Right. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to make the purchase as if she were still here. So, but I had done that like around the Christmas time and, you know, I'd still buy gifts for her that I would normally buy for all the kids, but I would just donate it. And so I still do that at downtown Disney. We buy the pins. I still buy the pins. We talked about that. I still buy the pins and we put it on her lanyard. But I also like to maybe do like a random act of kindness. And this is really hard for me to talk about because I don't want to, I don't want like credit for it or I don't want to, like I said, gloat about it, but it's just a way for me to heal. So I would buy, if the sprinkles isn't open now anymore, but if I'm in the park, I would buy like a balloon that's really expensive balloons. It's stupid expensive balloons, but it's almost like you can't go to Disney without getting one of those super fancy balloons. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would get one and I'd buy one and I would just walk up to a family and say, Hey, you know, I'd like to give this to your little one. Is that okay? And they usually say yes. So I did that, but I did that this time too. But this time was a little different because we're wearing masks and I wanted to make sure that this person was really okay, like because of COVID, right? Like I, I was touching it and I didn't know if they were going to be like, no, we don't want it. So I, I gave a little bit more story than I typically do. And that was just so that she didn't think I was weird and it's, we're in heightened COVID state. So I walked up to this, this lady who was pushing a little girl in the stroller. And I basically just said, you know, I, I have a little girl in heaven that I can't gift this to, but I'd really like to gift it to your little one. Is that Okay. And she kind of looked at me like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I gave it to the little girl and she's like, what do you say? And she's like, thank you. In the sweetest little voice. She little was girl so happy. Voice. She From was the back, happy. We saw the light in her face yeah. just like brighten up. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, she was so cute. Yeah. And, and really, I could have let the balloon go to the baby in quote unquote heaven if that's I'm where sure. she is. Yeah. Right. But. I also wanted to, I'm sure I brought her joy, giving another girl joy. Yes. And that is really the only thing that sort of set me off that day. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like I tortured myself, but <laughs> it was, it's something that I could still do to honor and remember the baby, but also bring joy to another little girl's life, you yeah. know, because she's always going to be seven. And if I can give that to another little girl, it just you know, for no reason, I'm, I'm okay doing that. So um, that was really the only thing I think that choked me up because I did see her little face and smile and she yeah. just had the cutest little squeaky voice she like did. the baby did too. So that my was fun. Saying, oh my gosh, that's so awesome that she's doing that. And I, to be honest with you, I, I think the random act of kindness, yeah. we heard that from one of the other moms. Yeah. Yeah. In honor of her son. Yeah, but you try always... not, you don't talk about it because then it ruins like right. the random, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. I, but anyway, so yeah, so we got to go on all the rides and Ariel's one of her favorites. And so we got to ride that and it broke down right before, right, right before we got on. <laughs> but it was overall, I think it was a good day. And I think primarily the reason why I think it was a good day was because we had a day to spend to remember and to enjoy the yeah. day versus always it being like a sad day, yes, a, a negative, a despairing day. So that was great. I think that's why I'm okay talking about it now is because yeah. we had a day to just kind of reflect and remember and talk yeah, to her. I and, think it helps. It really does help because it is the beginning of this month. 
when it was her last year, it just felt like it. It's yeah. like impending doom every time yeah. it hit me. And so it it really helps to have that to look forward to. Yeah. And not to take away from the fact that if your sister decided she didn't want to do anything. We wouldn't have gone. We yeah. would have just done it, nothing. It, it would, yeah. It's okay, too. Yeah. If you need to have that day to yeah. just, you know, veg and yeah. know, not think of anything else but your child. And yeah. that's okay, too. But and I think it helped us to have something to honor her yeah. with. Yeah. Some place that she totally loves and we saw her everywhere we went. Yeah. You know, so. And I think, too, is that we were so, so busy the last couple of days. We had our nephew's birthday that we or your grandson's birthday that we celebrated the weekend before. And mm-hmm. that was cool. It kept us, you know, our minds busy. Mm-hmm. And then we had Disneyland. And then. Yesterday, I got my last tattoo, hopefully ever. (laughs) That worked out, but I feel like that season is sort of winding down. Although we've had graduations and we have another graduation coming up, I feel like the busyness has helped me get through this time. Yes. And maybe we need to do this every year because (laughs) I don't feel so soaked in misery right now, though I still feel the cloud. The cloud is still lingering I don't feel like I'm like drowning. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. How do you feel this year went versus other years? So I, I still have days. Like I said, I think before I feel like they lasted longer when I, I just didn't want to do anything. I just yeah. wanted to lay in bed and yeah, yeah. just be sad. I just wanted to cry if any time I would think about her or the dumb part is, is you don't even have to say anything. It's basically... You bring me like an apple and I'll think, oh, my gosh, she loved apples and start crying, you know, or you point out at a flower. Oh, my gosh, look at that. Or and then I'd start crying. Oh, my God, she used to pick, you know, flowers for her mom. So and now I feel like I can say I could pick a flower and give it to her mom and she'll know why I did it. Yeah. Or I could see that apple and it does. It's not going to make me cry. Yeah. But. I still have the days, like I said, this month, I still had to have that May 1st to just cry my eyes out. And then I was okay. I think this is a good time to talk about the intro of our podcast. We haven't talked about the intro yet. When the podcast starts, Uh there's a little squeaky voice that comes on. Oh, you're talking about what she says? Uh Oh my gosh, I've been telling you guys to write a book with that title forever. So yeah, so we did a podcast instead. And used that. So it's so funny. That video. So it's a video. It's a home video that Jess took of the baby when she was like three years old. I don't think she was three. I think she, she was two. two. Uh-huh. Oh, my. So she was a baby baby. And it was St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And her hair was in like a four-leaf clover. Jess designed it all cool. She was wearing uh-huh. green. And Jess asks her, what day is today? And she says, I think it's going to rain and then it's going to stop. That's what day it is today. Yes. But that so perfectly sums up this grief journey. Yes. And she couldn't have said it better. You will have days that it rains, but the rain stops. And this is a two-year-old that's saying this, by the way. This is a young person that knows Nothing about cancer, nothing about grief, nothing about bad things in life. And she says this to her mom, and it's the cutest little thing. And it is the baby, if you didn't know. So that is an actual recording of the baby's voice. 
And she just sums up basically our grief story. That's it. In those little words. I think it's going to rain and then it's going to stop. That's crazy. Huh? Is that not the most insane thing? But it is. Thing? It's, the, it's the most perfect introduction to yeah to it because that's exactly how you feel like yeah you can't stop it you can't yeah. stop it sometimes that rain but you know what sooner or later it's gonna stop yeah so I'm sad that we it took us this long to go into that but I feel like that's such a big part of the journey it and is. for her to be able to still provide that perspective at two years old but years later for me to get through the suffering, to get through my misery, like what a gift, what a yes. gift that she gave. And I hope that for anybody listening, that you can listen to that intro over and over again when you're down, when you're out and know that the rain will stop. Yes. We can celebrate like we did with Disney this year. It's six years later. Some years are going to be tougher than others. The rain will stop. The, the sadness, the depression, the ache, the pain, the, the loneliness, all of that, it will stop. Sometimes you will get a rainbow if you're lucky. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and to be honest with you, I think when the baby first passed, it just seemed like it was never going to stop. Yeah. There were moments that it stopped. There was m- moments that something happened and you would laugh and you go, what the heck am I laughing Yeah. At? But then... You see that it's okay. You survived laughing. Yeah. Because I think in the beginning I felt guilty. Yeah. Laughing. Yeah. But then. And it's funny. So when I was. a little bit it was okay. When I was getting my tattoo and I was telling the tattoo guy about the podcast. When I was explaining it, he had the tone of when people hear about this podcast and what it's about. Like Joe said, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, you're doing a podcast. Cool. And then you hear what it's about and you go, oh, right? Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. So he had that too. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, what do you, you know, what goes on, you know, on the podcast? I'm like, we actually laugh a lot. We do. Mm-hmm. And me saying it out loud was actually surprising, too, that it came out of my mouth that yeah. we laugh a lot yeah. is really interesting. So anyway, that was just something I wanted to not forget to mention, because this time of year for us is always so difficult. But we always have the baby to remind us that, mm-hmm. you know, while life does go on, we will never forget. But the rain will come, especially around this time. She still gives us hope in tomorrow that it's going to stop. Yes. It's going to stop and you can you can get up, you can keep moving, you can still do things. You will get the rain, but it will stop. So anyway, yeah, I wanted to just briefly mention about that and why we picked that. It was because it's so fitting for the journey. And it's her words. And it's her, it's words. her words. It's from her. Us uh-huh. It's from her. Try to deal with the pain of grief. Yeah. When it comes to her. Yeah. Because she, like, just like Jess, didn't want to see me crying. Yeah. And it's awful to think about all the things that she went through. But it's also amazing that we were able to see also her far beyond her years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She said some crazy shit. Some crazy shit. And you're like, what? Yeah. Who are you? Like little Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I think this is a great stopping point. What do you think? That's good, I think. Okay. All right. Catch you on the next one, Mom. Yeah, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye, cool kid. Love you.